Snoop Dogg and D.I. Guess who's back? Steve. Still doing that shit, Andre? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Check me out. I'm representing for them gangsters all across the world. Still. Hitting them corners and them lolos, girl. Still. Taking my time to perfect the beat. And I still got love for the streets. It's Welcome back to Underemployed. It's been a long time, and uh, it's good to be back in the building, though, because I am joined once again by co-host extraordinaire, best friend extraordinaire, handsome boy extraordinaire, David Hart. And we are we are coming to you for a special occasion, David. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it is. Oh, yeah? Yeah, 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 yeah. It is, uh, well, slightly delayed, because uh, some real-life shit got in the way, but it is the celebration of our fourth podcast anniversary it's a celebration bitches now um as david pointed out when i when i messaged him about the anniversary on february 8th which is the podcast's actual birthday uh that you know we're about a year away now from our podcast being able to be in kindergarten uh we we've we can sign him up or it up you know for preschool uh full sentences it's are being spoken Cognitive thoughts. I mean, object permanence. Yeah. allegedly. These are David. These are some incredible times that our podcast has made it this far and this long. It truly is impressive. Yes. Um, now, as we do when we celebrate, even on a delayed celebration, much like uh, David's thirtieth uh, birthday party, which still hasn't been celebrated properly, but will be celebrated at some point. The is, second anniversary of my thirtieth birthday is. Kind of, yep, in a month and a half-ish. It's uh, pretty wild, actually. But um, what we like to do, if you don't know, every year on the birth of our podcast, we like to go over the, the year that we had. Uh, the episode. And talk about the Super Bowl. Yes. Now, that'll we'll actually... Now, funny enough, because the Super Bowl gets pushed back a week now with the 17-game season, I assume that meant we couldn't talk about the halftime show or the game. But this year we can. Now, we'll hold off on that, David, only because in editing, one of the episodes talked about the halftime show. So once we hear that clip, then we can, let's, talk in, let's talk more about it. But yes, we will now, because of our delay this year, we'll be able to talk about the game and the show. I hope you all had a wonderful Super Sunday. And uh, until, until we get to that episode, David, I think it's time. Uh, let's, let's hop right in, as the kids say. Oh, boy. The, uh, the first episode of our year was the 48th, the March Madness Mascot Melee 3. Um, as everyone remembers, or maybe if you didn't hear, I'll, I'll, we'll catch you up. Um, there was a global pandemic that happened in March, started in March of 2020. And uh, unfortunately, March Madness was canceled that year. Um, we were distraught, not so much because David and I particularly care about college basketball, but David, we... We, our I mean, there's money to be made. That is true. That's true. Actually, in your former line of work, uh, and actually your current line of work, that's a, that's a bit of a, a busy time. Yep. But more importantly, we lost our favorite episode of the year every year, which is the mascot bracket. Um, we had a good bracket as a backup, but it didn't. It just we missed what we know. Fortunately, last year it came back. It was special, and. It, it, it truly, David, I don't know about you, but it felt like we, we got off a bike and we hurt ourselves, but then we got right back on the bike and rode it. We skinned that knee, but we kept pumping. Actually, in both you and, both your case and my case, we fell off and, uh, and got scars on our chins. <laughs> 
which actually is true. Apropos. Yes, both of us actually have scars on the exact same spot in our chins from separate bike accidents, uh, as proof that we are uh, unrelated. <laughs> Arguably unrelated. Maybe it's a maybe it's a Bond thing. It's like how Harry Potter got the fucking you know scar on his fucking head, or where does he have the scar? That's totally how that works. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Bethany will be so pissed hearing this because I know nothing about Harry Potter. God anyway, damn it, um, so here's there you a- go. <laughs> Hermione and Ron Weasley and uh, Dumbledore. I'm not see. I know. Uh, well, actually, I mean, Hermione and Ron do end up together. So you're oh, not they do. Totally wrong there. Hey, salute. Yeah. salute to them. That's awesome. It only took them seven books. All right. So anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They don't even get together in the books. They get together in the epilogue. Oh, da- really? Yeah. Man, that's a long time to wait for that uh, for that thing to wait. It's like if you watched Avatar the whole way through and then Aang and Katara just like, you know, you just read about it on a wiki page that they like kiss at the end. It's like, that's eh, not the same. See, but though, the wiki page like, isn't even, wouldn't even be like a formal thing. This was like a formal thing at the end of the last book. Okay, fair enough. That's true. The, the author wrote it. That's fair. fair it's fair, canon, fair. technically. All right, that's true. Anyway. Um, despite this being released at a weird time in my life, because that episode was released on March 16th, 2021, and those that know me know that, uh, that was a, you know, an interesting time in my life. You can check the calendar. Um, still a really fun episode. Here are just some clips we had from that episode. The USC Trojans playing in a play-in game. Now we go to Wichita State, which, yep, the worst mascot in the history of mascots, Versus Shockers. the Drake Bulldogs. Now, it's silly to have Drake as an 11 seed because if you have Drake in the tournament, you should have them as a 6 seed. Anyone? Okay, yeah. Wow, I got <laughs> I got flowers for that joke. Uh, Thank you. That's amazing. Thank you. Uh, now, here is a here is a uh, Elite 8 matchup that I guarantee you no one has in their bracket. There isn't a soul, including anyone from either of these schools, that has... The Drexel, the 16 seed Drexel Dragons, and the Dragons. 10 seed Rutgers Scarlet Knights. Oh, um, God, it's a fairy tale, Jack. It, it, oh my God, this is this is. Who's, actually, dancing, who's dancing harder here? I think it's uh, it's Drexel. Drexel is truly is wow. The irony in a dragon being a Cinderella story. Oh man. <laughs> oh brother, this guy stinks. You know what I like about that joke? That's a joke you can tell a five-year-old and they'll like it just as much as my 28-year-old self. I like that. That's a good, uh, wholesome, it's welcome. a really wholesome joke, especially after I just... You're welcome. What, uh, what I really like about that episode, beyond the fact that, uh, as, as, I, as you heard, uh, David told probably our most family-friendly joke we've ever told on the podcast. <laughs> we are not a, not a show with a lot of family-friendly content, but that was very wholesome. Uh, David, do you remember what the, how the Drexel Dragons performed in the tournament? I believe they ended up winning, didn't they? No, they did not. That would be great if they did. Uh, uh, they got second? They, they lost the play-in game. I don't remember who they lost the play-in game to. Um, but that that's the risk of picking a 16 seed. But, David, as you point out every year. Oh, oh, it, oh, in the real tournament. Yes. Oh, yeah. They, oh, oh, no, no, no. You're right. Yes, I'm sorry. We should clarify. The Drexel Dragons, if you haven't listened to the episode, won our tournament. They were very yeah. powerful we we went a long way with them because as as if you listen to that episode we we became enamored with the dragons. It's a they fun. They could breathe fire or ice. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Or they could uh, charge and get orbs uh, for anyone who's ever played Spyro. So there's a lot you could do with the dragon. Um, now also we do want to clarify because the March Madness episode's coming up actually in about a month. Um, David, what did Bethany tell you this year? Uh, so Bethany pointed out that we needed to be. Uh, more consistent and more 
transparent in what our decision on the mascot was going to be. So we, we either need to go with the mascot that's courtside or the name. And, and so we will have that more concrete by the time we get to the middle of March. Uh, it is a fair point. I have a comment about it that I'll save for the episode. David's heard me say it already, but, uh, but it's, I think it's a fair comment. So we will make sure to have that more locked down by the time you guys hear us in, uh, again, in about a month. So we'll have that. But uh, we're looking forward to it as always. We always manage to pick a fun bracket. We have a new winner each year, it seems like, whether that's intentional or not, and uh, we will be ready for you. All right, our next episode, 49, came back after it was, you know, after some some struggles. It was nice to come back and just talk to David again. The Buff Riders anthem. I don't I don't know if you remember this one, David. It was it was after DMX had died, and I actually really re-listening to it appreciated the fact that I don't know if you remember when we talked about Mac Miller when he died. This because this was now he died about three or four years ago almost. Um, but I do kind of enjoy when we can have some serious talks about, you know, figures in the world and DMX for being a very complex and complicated figure, uh, I felt deserved a lot of talk. And I just, I wanted to give you your flowers cause I thought you did a tremendous job kind of eulogizing him while also contextualizing who he was and the era he was. I did my best. I just spoke from the heart. Yeah. But if you know anything about DMX, um, you know that it is impossible to talk about DMX without telling some stories that will lighten the mood, make you laugh. And here's one that kind of embodies the complexity of DMX. Some of the videos that came out after his death, he truly had established himself a Bill Murray-like legacy of, like, DMX will show up at the most random places and is just all in for the party. January 24th, 2018, the headline, DMX buys people shots, gives sermon at St. Louis Airport Chili's. <laughs> DMX spent Monday night at a Chili's in St. Louis, St. Louis Lambert International Airport preaching the good word of the Lord while handing out shots. The rapper had performed at uh, their arena with E-40 Scarface and more. That's also a fun tour. Monday night found him at the airport bar speaking on his relationship with God and, according to eyewitnesses, purchasing shots for himself and those with whom he was speaking. That's... Uh, That's the most DMX headline I've ever read in my entire life. <laughs> Absolutely magnificent. I forgot I had just pulled that up just in case we needed to say it, and then I... Like, that was the perfect time to pull... Yeah, he is the Bill Murray of the rap world. He just... Ugh. Legendary stories. Uh, like... I could, I, I, it's so much was his, was, was the sort of character that he was that like, I could make up a story and you'd be like, yeah, it sounds about, sounds reasonable. That's why, and that's you'd a, believe almost any story about DMX showing up. Like DMX was spotted at like somewhere in Cuba. Like DMX, DMX was the like lead, lead for Carnival somewhere. And you'd be like, <laughs> yeah, okay. There's there is no other rapper in my. Is there any other rapper who's alive, David, who you can think of that would be like, oh yeah, no, I could believe any story you tell me about them? Because um, the first rapper, I mean, maybe maybe Snoop. Yes, actually, Snoop in a way. Snoop's a little less. I hate you know, crazy being an ableist slur, as the Bodega Boys would say, but Snoop's a little Snoop's, less off his rocker. Snoop's Snoop's less Snoop's less off the cuff. Yeah, but like, you know, there's all those videos of Snoop just like handing people weed. 
like you know there's there's the famous there's the there's the famous like instagram video of snoop like standing next to some security guard and like bumping him with his elbow trying to hand him a blunt and the security guard's like nah and snoop just like does it again and the guy's like okay it's it's snoop dog handing me a blunt like what, what what do you want me to say and and also i don't know if you know this but snoop does smoke weed himself so that there's videos of that on the internet um, yeah but yeah i could believe that but, uh, yeah that's true and snoop wow, is uh, you're telling me a man who's famously smokes 88 blunts a day you see to your point similar to dmx you could tell me that snoop smokes any amount of weed and i would have believed you i'd be like yeah I, I all well, his, is, his Reddit, his Reddit AMA. That was that was the that was the, one of the questions that was posed to him was Snoop, how much do you smoke a day? And he said, uh, eighty-eight blunts. I don't know anything about weed. I know that's a lot of weed. It's uh, a lot of weed. It's a lot of it's a lot of the the stinky stinky icky the uh, the stanky dank the the stinky pinky the ganja the reefer the the blueberry yum yum the uh, the habana hamanas. The uh, <laughs> the Bermuda grass. The I know this is an audio media, but I think I just caught a look of I just caught a look at my own face when you said Bermuda grass. Like that's not grass that already exists. The uh, the the blunt ashes. The uh, now I'm just trying to think. Of All right, that. slow it down, Tupac. Yeah, no, okay. I'm just trying to think of stuff. Uh, that's also a, that's a solid reference. Uh, go look up Tupac's Wikipedia page uh, for anyone who doesn't get that. Uh, that you'll appreciate that reference more. Um, but uh, yeah, anyway, so I, I do believe that. And the only other rapper that came to mind about crazy stories that you'd believe would be Old Dirty Bastard, who of course has been dead for 18 years at this point, but uh, a similar one where if you said, "Oh yeah, ODB," well. David, do you off the top of your head? Because I want to see if we're on the same page. Do you know the most famous like ODB being ODB story ever? Him showing up to collect a him showing up to collect a welfare check in a limo. That is the correct answer to the question, David. Uh, it's MTV documented it. He rolled up with like I don't know three of his nine children and like I don't know one of his baby mamas and uh, showed up to cash a welfare check. In, uh, in a limousine. In fact, it actually led to some legislation on uh, re- restructuring welfare because they realized that uh, someone with the money of ODB shouldn't be abusing the system. So we salute you, Dirt McGirt, for uh, your, <laughs> your powerful... The old, dirty Chinese restaurant. Yes. Again, a great Chappelle Show reference. I recommend you go look it up. bitches. Episode 50, BHDE. Stands, for, of course, for Big Hypothetical Dick Energy because we got... Miriam and Quinn back. Um, the reason why that episode took three months is because we were trying so hard to record in person. And I think I even said we were going to record in person on the previous episode, and it just couldn't happen for timing because Miriam was moving and Quinn was unavailable before then. It just it didn't quite work. So uh, I had to do four-way Skype. The, the quality hurt at times. Like there was a line that I wanted to put in our clips at the end where we used random clips where I think it was Miriam who said, about just governor justice giving him a quick goog which is an expression i now want to use forever but it didn't come out cleanly but they're always funny plus i just miss them they're good people and i don't get to talk to them very often so it's a good excuse to just chat with them and catch up um one thing that i enjoyed too was uh quinn had a great line because this was released in i want to say august and quinn had a great line about how because delta at the time the delta variant was Mm -hmm. raging 
And she said that whatever we talked about as it came to COVID would soon be out of date. And I hadn't listened to that episode since around that time. And I really listened to it. I was like, huh? Yeah. She hit that one right in the yep. head. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> Ring, ding, ding. Um, I also remember, I will say, uh, David did mention that I didn't eat healthy, which I objected to then and I would object to now. David is correct that I don't eat many vegetables. I try to work on that. God's working on all of us. But um, I, would, I, I, I would say I eat healthy, but you know what? Uh, David's my best friend and I'm not here to rag on him. I'm not here to dispute him too much. I would just like to throw out for the record, I believe I eat healthy. I could eat healthier, but I do eat healthy. Um, but that's okay. And speaking of things David and I disagreed on, one of the crux arguments that we've had in recent memory, it's not even an argument, it's more of a discussion, a polite discussion. David, do you, do you know where I, do you, th- do you know where I'm going? Probably about Texas being Southern. Yep. Let's just, let's just go right into the clip. My biggest gripe with, with Hartfield is, Hartfield Jackson is that, um, there is an extra, um, baggage claim for, I guess, United that like has no signage, has no map. No one besides United employees seems to know where it is. I spent 45 minutes trying to find this place and no one in the South knows how to give good directions. That's a this is generalization. Ooh, shots fired. Yeah. Southern slander. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. You, like, did you ever ask, Quint, did you ever ask anybody in downtown Fredericksburg how to get anywhere else in downtown? They say, oh, you go down a ways and then you take a left onto such You're and such. right. That sounds like any, I, I'd say, like, you know, from Amelia Street, yeah, just go down, turn right. Get yeah, there. okay, turn, turn right where? Like, oh, look for the sign. Yeah, the oh, signs, in, no, they do a sign, they do a sign like every other block in Fredericksburg. Uh, are, we going to, are we calling Fredericksburg the South? I was waiting for this. Waiting it is absolutely <laughs> the South. Okay, Quinn had her butt cheeks clenched for that. Yeah. I did. I did. All right, All right let's hear it. is absolutely the South. Got to hear both sides. So, uh, David, you're four. Miriam, it sounds like you're not in favor of that idea. Yeah, that's bullshit. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, yeah. Miriam, you have to drive past a Confederate flag bigger than a house to get to Fredericksburg on 95. Yes, but that Confederate flag has caused a lot of controversy in the true South. And? Raised a single eyebrow. Okay, um, Mississippi just changed their flag. That is yeah. true. It no longer includes what we know as the Confederate flag. So, uh, is Mississippi no longer then the true I'm South? About private property in the South. You can we still find plenty. You can, you can still find. Like. You can still find plenty of stars and bars in Richmond. Is Richmond not the South? Richmond is the South because of its history. How is Fredericksburg then not the South because okay, of its history? I hear your point. I just am saying I disagree with them, and I will not agree with you on this. Just because it's an excerpt of DC doesn't make it not the South. Okay. Can I, can I, can I, can, can, can I try and make a compromise that um, maybe culturally Fredericksburg is not super Southern, but technically it is Southern comparatively If we're, if we're going that way, Arlington is technically yeah. Southern. Yeah, that's true. Culturally right. Southern, yeah. Falls Church is technically Southern. It, it technically is, yeah. And, yeah. So is all of Maryland. True. No. No, Maryland, yeah. I think, was the dividing line. Just because you're still Mason-Dixon doesn't mean shit. Doesn't mean shit. No, but that's what we're saying. It's technically, it's technically, technically, technically it is. No, that doesn't, no. Maryland didn't fight for the oh, Confederacy. God. Okay. That is, that is my standard. 
That's why I also don't include Texas as a southern, as a southern state. But th okay, but that's you know. David, David, you're you're, you're losing me. Yeah, I was gonna you're say I don't agree with here. that logic. I, I was maybe on board, but I, but if Texas isn't a southern state, I don't know what. No, because Texas is its own thing. Texas is Texas. Right. But you're telling me you're not going to see a bunch of Confederate flag jean shorts down in Texas? Not to generalize the great state. No, you absolutely are. But you also see Confederate flag jean shorts in Pennsylvania. I, you'll see them with more regularity in Texas. Ah, have you been to Pennsylvania? Uh, I mean, I live in, I kind of live in the surrounding area. No, there's a lot to unpack there. Um, I stand by what I said. Which I, I, I would not expect you to feel any differently. Re-listening to that clip, I, I had thought of something that I didn't bring up during the episode. And I want to hear your opinion going on your logic. What do you feel about West Virginia, the state I'm currently recording this in, in terms of that? West Virginia is not Southern. West Virginia is Appalachia. But it's very, but you've been here. It's very culturally. There are, it's, it's, the, sure. it, it, it's voted the second most, you know, Trump by the yeah, second most. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's Trump, it was a Trump plus 40 state, but like, so is North Dakota. North right. Dakota's not Southern. I mean, that's fair, but it's very, there's a lot of Southern culture in terms of, you know, sure. Confederacy. All right. Well. Sure. Like it's, it's, but, but it's, West Virginia exists because it wasn't, because it didn't, it didn't want to exist as a slave state. So like, I realize that it's probably a fucked, it's, it's probably a fucked uh, metric, but like, that's, that's unfortunately the one that, that, in my mind is helps me track because you know when you think about the deep south you think about mississippi georgia alabama i agree but but i'm just saying that culturally i feel like west virginia has a lot of that even though it fought for yeah, it, does. it fought for the union in the civil war that's why we i think that i don't know i it's an interesting west virginia discussion. i so another a big another big thing to think about is that west virginia's uh uh the economy isn't really agricultural. Like the foundation of its economy isn't agricultural. It's in extraction. So it's in lumber. It's in gas. It's in coal. You know, like West Virginia is the site of the U.S. government dropping bombs on American citizens. Right. No, and I mean, right. I will say this. We've discussed this point a lot on the show because A, it was funny, and B, it was just an interesting discussion that... Um, that we talked about, and, and it leads into the next episode. That um, it uh, it had a lot of um, dis it, people were talking, I guess, and we we put it up to an Instagram poll and all this stuff. I will say that I'm not. I am. I still feel like Texas is a culturally southern state. However, I am. I I see your side more that we've a talked about it more, and b again as I've said. Uh, the fact that Yamil said it was a not a culturally southern state made me realize, hmm, all right, well, I trust his judgment on a lot of things. This holds a lot of weight. Uh, not that you don't, David. Texas, but Texas is its own thing. It borrows a lot from southern culture, but it also borrows a lot from Mexican culture. It borrows right. a lot from south from you know, southwest native culture, like in various spots. So, you know, Texas is Texas is its own thing. All right. And, and I also appreciate the fact that you took your, I went, you know, you, you took your L on the poll and you said, I knew that that would be the case. And you stood by your, oh, absolutely. your I respected, I respected it. I respected, uh, what yeah, no, did. I never, I, it's, it's one of the few like genuinely unpopular opinions that I have, but like, I wouldn't it's say also one of the least, it's also one of the least caustic opinions that I have. Yeah. 
I wouldn't say I wouldn't say few. I'd say most of your. I don't know if most of your opinions are unpopular or you saying them is unpopular. I'm trying to determine which is which. Um, I don't know. What do you think is my most unpopular opinion? Hmm. That's my, that might be an off-air discussion, not because I not because any are inappropriate, just because I can't think of any right now. But it would take me a while to think of. Uh, hmm. We'll get back to that. That might be one we circle back to in the future. But either way, uh, it it was worth a uh, a discussion. It led into our next episode title, which of course was Yeehaw or Yeena, where we revealed the results of the poll question. Uh, it was a quick episode, a quickie, which much like in reality are very productive and enjoyable. And uh, it also led to one of the, I don't know, five favorite texts I've ever gotten from David Hart, which he might remember the context once I tell him. September 2nd, 5.19 p.m., he said, turn the volume down on Hillary Duff. That was the text. <laughs> Do you remember what the context was? Oh, it was from, um, it was me listening to the, the rough cut. And telling you they needed to turn, obviously needed to turn Hillary Duff down on one on on a section of the, of the yeah, episode because I put uh, coming clean under the audio and yeah when we were talking about the weather and yeah you were right it was a little too loud I just like that with no context if someone read that text just happened to see my phone it'd just be very confusing as to what that text possibly meant and I just remember when I got that text I just thoroughly enjoyed it it, it you 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 there was nothing you did wrong I just thoroughly enjoyed how it came across. Um, I don't remember, You're welcome for this content. You, as you often do, you are a content generator. I don't remember what clip I put even uh, for this episode. Let's take a listen together. Episode 51 of Underemployed, reporting live from the morgue at Area 51. January 6th was, in fact, a false flag. It was a means for Jack and I to distract everyone while we tried to get to the truth. Preach, brother. I am a Drake fan, but, I mean, I also... Like again, I like listening to his albums. I know I'll be excited when uh, Certified Lover Boy, which is the name of the album, uh, comes out. I forget what uh, I posted it to my Snap story, but someone on Reddit made a really funny comment about it. And is Drake getting a cut of that Lover Boy hard iced tea? Then no, he's getting actually a check from uh, lo- from uh, Lover Boy, the uh, the old band, the old hair metal band from the eighties. Which I th- is he really? No, but that would be great if he did. Oh. <laughs> I forgot about that. Uh, you know what I also so I remember too was that the intro to that because of episode fifty one was AT Aliens and I think we talked about it on that uh, episode and uh, I wanted to bring up this is not to brag about the fact that I got it to you but I just think it's a cool gift uh, that I got you that AT Aliens jersey for Christmas partly because oh, I'm I- excited to wear that for the uh, semi pro themed indoor ultimate tournament I'm playing in next weekend. Now I feel like on the podcast we've talked about before. Maybe with Nick, maybe with somebody, there was a semi-pro themed, or maybe even with PJ, uh, we, that like there's semi-pro themed something. Uh, is that an annual thing that they do semi-pro themed? Yeah, so it's a thing that I've played in. Uh, this is probably gonna be my like fourth or fifth time, uh, fifth or sixth time playing in it. And uh, you are the Jackie Moon of the uh, of the league, I assume. No. That's also not a league. It's, oh, a, it's, it's a one-off tournament. Gotcha. It is the it's the Fred Vegas Mega Bowl, like the, much like the Flint Michigan Mega Bowl. This will this will live in the annals of history. Yes, I don't know if you pronounce it that way, but uh, you go for it. You pronounce you pronounce that word however you want to pronounce it. Um, but I am also excited for you. To Fire get the submarine. 
Fred Vegas Megaball. Okay. Moving on. Episode 52, Way Too Funny, which of course was a reference to the ever popular, effervescent even, Way Too Sexy by Drake. Unfortunately, song of the year. Uh, You say unfortunately. Once that song came out, I knew that was winning the Undie Award for song of the year because uh, a song has to be catchy and meme in my mind. And uh, that song was both. I will stand by that. Much like your take on Texas, I stand by that pick for uh, song of the year. I uh, This is also an episode, David, I don't know if you remember, where I couldn't name the five branches of government in a very embarrassing display of my uh, patriotism. It's five branches a- of the military, you mean? Yes, I wrote government for some reason, but you're correct. Five branches of the military. Uh, which I think it's more technically now because of the uh, Space Force. Well, you mentioned Space Force, and I, I mentioned no at Wrigley Field. And then I think we also the- forgot. Then I think we both forgot Coast Guard. I yeah, know we did. I had to, so it's Army, Navy, Air Force, Coast Guard, Marines. There we go. Uh, again, my friend Jessica who listens to every episode. Space Force. Uh, Space Force not yet really a part of it, and I meant more, <laughs> they're not considered a part. You know what? The Space Force is like why, how it's sometimes a vowel, but generally not a vowel. That's what the Space Force is like. If you need it to be a branch of the military, it's there. But generally speaking, it's not really a branch of the military. That's Maybe that'll change again, maybe as the UNSC also becomes a part of our uh, strategy in the future. Maybe that'll change. I don't know. Um, I swear to God, if you end up with an electronic wife named Cortana. Give me another four years of, uh, of not having a real-life girlfriend, and I will be... And the way with technology is going, you won't be able to tell the difference. Uh, I also would hope that you give a very sincere and nice toast at my wedding when I do marry an AI. Uh, yeah, it'll be great. There will, uh, there will be an EMP. It's a wedding pre- as, as a gift at some point. There'll be a, a what? A what? An, an EMP. I, I, I don't know what that is. Just look into what those do to electronics. Okay. Just off air. Okay. All right. That's an off. Okay, fine. Here's the clips from episode 52. Shout out to uh, GOZ for that uh, wonderful, wonderful podcast art. Um, I know I had mentioned, I think on... Um, think on the two-year anniversary or the three-year anniversary that he was supposed to and then hadn't made us cover art but i i brought it up with him a few months ago and he david this david this is yeah david i would say this is this is this podcast art is about as good as it gets it's very much it's very much apropos Mm -hmm. i mean because we had him on the outcast episodes i didn't know what to say and uh you i mean he did a great job with me david you look marvelous in this photo that he did in this drawing that he did i have to say I think he gave me a little bit too much of a belly, but you know, here we are. I agree. Uh, you are you have lost weight in the last couple of years. I salute you. You've lost a little bit of weight, uh, so I I think it makes the photo funnier, even though it's not an accurate photo. And I know uh, it is what it is. It is what it is. David, what of course was the best part of the video? Uh, Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard, who David describe. I think we've described him before, but can you like describe Kawhi's uh, persona? Kawhi's really quite. Uh, awkward with media and cameras and whatnot like he seems to be a guy who gets along fine with teammates and people that he likes but when he's doing something where he's not particularly interested in these people's opinions or anything he's kind of awkward and not necessarily standoffish but just short and to the point Mm -hmm. um in the video there's a scene where uh drake and future and young thug are in a desert in a classic kind of trope of a boy band scene in white shirts and uh who should appear to their right but 
<laughs> Kawhi. Kawhi Leonard. What it do, baby? <laughs> what was the old saying that Kawhi had? Uh, the, the old rumor that he would say when he gets rebounds in college? Board man gets paid. Well, it's going to be more like board man gets laid now that he's in a Drake video, am I right? Real men of genius. I would like to, I, I forgot to mention too, that was part of the clip, that uh, the GOZ, as it were, did create, we finally got some new podcast art. Uh, that first one we had for the first three years or so was absolute trash, and I had to make it because we literally just needed some podcast thing, and I put that together in like 15 minutes. Um, and I was desperate to get some news. And, uh, again, the response, David, that I've heard from everyone in our in our circle is that they love it. They think it's fantastic. Um, he did give you a bit of a belly, which I think is amazing, but also I can see why you might be a little, <laughs> a little, a little offended by it since it is not an accurate representation of how big your belly is. Uh, yeah, whatever. Yeah. But it is terrific podcast art. And, uh, so also on that, uh, look, I, I will go, I go back and look at it. I'm just impressed with how well he did hands. Hands are very hard to draw. That's something, you're right, and I wouldn't have thought of that because that is an incredibly difficult thing to kind of, the intricacies of it. Yeah. Even just the small details, like I'm I'm wearing a chain like Big Boy does on the cover, but it's it's UE for underemployed. Um, it's, it's, it's the fact that you kind of, you have the Andre glasses. You have your old hair to match Andre's hair. I mean, your hair was never quite that curly, but it, it, it's similar to what it was. It was that long. Yeah, it was that long. I mean, especially in like, I'd say 2016, it got like, it got long, long. It got like yeah. super long. And also the I fact- like three years without a haircut. Damn, that is, damn. I don't, damn. I Wow. I'm like on a month and a half and I'm already like, wait, I'm getting a haircut tomorrow after recording this and I'm happy that I'm uh, getting my hair faded up and done, did. Um, but yes, I, I am glad that we are, that we have some amazing podcast art. And speaking of amazing in the podcast, I told our good friend, because uh, we get well wishes every year for the podcast. We have, we have one this year from the one and only Nick Livingston. Now, David, this was sent to us by Nick Eight minutes ago. I have not heard this. You have not heard this. Oh, God. It is 23 seconds long. We are going to listen to this together. We are going to see what it oh, is. Oh, Jesus. Here we go. So this year, I want to just do something a little bit different and actually give you guys a thank you. This year, you guys taught me the invaluable lesson that there is no fucking God. And the reason that I know that there is no fucking God is because I've been praying every day since 2018 for the downfall of both of you as individuals and as a collective. And as of yet, nothing has happened. So I guess thank you for that. Eat shit. I love you both. <laughs> you, know oh, what, you know what the funniest part of that was? I almost believed he was going to be sincere. At the beginning of that, I was like, oh, Nick's actually going to say something you nice. You sucker. And then he just went a full 180 and said that we are the proof that God does not exist and or is dead. That is a, uh, oof, that is a. Whatever, Nick, I'm going to poop on your front door. Shots fired. Um, I guess you do know where Nick lives, or at least the general vicinity where he lives. We can narrow Oh, that. no, not just general vicinity. <laughs> the exact home address of Nick. Dig it. Well, I don't 
don't know his home address, but I know where to, I know where to find him. Yeah, you know what? We'll we'll get Nick liquored up at uh, your uh, 30th birthday celebration, and uh, you know we'll just see what happens. You know, we'll just... Fernet, Bronca and Jameson. <laughs> so thank you, Nick, for those. So maybe 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 some ungodly concoction of the two. Would we call those? We wouldn't call those kind words. We would just call those words, I suppose. Those were enjoyable words. The. I, I, I got a I got a hearty chuckle and you know what that's the most important thing in these times is to to be able to laugh. Uh laughing is laughter is the most important medicine. Um anyway, we move on to something that'll probably make us not laugh as much because we're not as funny as Nick. As again evidenced by the fact that Nick is the most downloaded episode of this podcast. Um also one could argue proof that uh there is no God. Uh definitely proof that there is no God. But uh, we will we will address these with Nick in the future. But episode fifty three, we the, will address these theses, the 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 species theses, the uh, the thuggish ruggish pod. It's a pun, and I don't know if you guys caught that, but I was that was me recreating the intro. I did a very accurate impression of the thuggish ruggish bone intro. Um, first of all, I want to point out for anyone that doubts my uh, my my dedication to this podcast we recorded that during game five of the nlds between the dodgers and my san francisco giants um in fact updating the game as it was happening because i had to go to work right after that um and one could point out that the giants lost but it's not not necessary so it's not necessary but uh i wasn't going to you brought it up well i'm I'm glad you didn't i felt like well you know for posterity we'll just say they lost and that's it we're not we don't have to comment on it but uh i will say that there are a couple points in this podcast uh in this particular episode one is the first clip you'll hear which is about um a certain coach of the uh, jacksonville jaguars who david had former former (laughs) who david had long said is not a he is a problem he shouldn't be the coach it won't go well um, I believe I said it from the day he was hired. Yes, and even before then, you would have said, "No, that's a bad idea." You uh, sometimes I don't agree with your theories or ideas, but as David would, as we'll hear and as we'll learn, uh, David was a hundred percent correct. And then we'll end uh, by hearing another somewhat sports-related clip. So we're already at this layer where it, it, it's a sandwich where all of the ingredients are not making Urban look great. But then here comes the uh, the cheese that tops off the sandwich to perfection. Oh boy, and you and and cheese considering what happens. Oh, well, that was an unintentionally terrible metaphor, but yes, uh, yes, let's play. Uh, Urban Urban gets aggressively handsy with this person's hindquarters. Who it, she's got to be in her early twenties and just starts uh, at the at the oldest. Uh, she starts as the kids would say, backing that ass up on Urban at the bar. <laughs> And is twerking the ever-living hell out of uh, herself on Urban. I mean, she's, she's doing something. I'm not going to call that twerking. It, she's it, you're she's right. doing something. It's something. It's a suggestive dance, as we would probably she's say. Doing as, something. As we would say in the news business, it's, 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 a suggestive dance is how we would describe it, I'm sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that is the piece de resistance of what is just a terrible look for Urban Meyer. Obviously, it's, as David alluded to earlier, disgust ad nauseum. Really not a good look for Urban. It's bad on top of everything bad that's been going on. Um, I will say this. In my defense of Urban Meyer, which is not something I thought I would say, I mean, you've seen me, David. When I walk into Chipotle to get an order and people find out I'm the co-host of Underemployed, I've got random women trying to dance on me all the time, and it's kind of embarrassing. Like, I'm just trying to get my protein and get out of there, and it's like, hey, man, I, you know, I'm, I'm here with friends. I'm here on my own. Just like, you know, can you let me eat my Jack- food? What if... 
imagine, David. Everyone's done their songs. The halftime show is coming to an end. You know, it's wrapping up. They drop the lights. M's done his songs. Kendrick's done his songs. Dre's done his songs. Mary's done her songs. And what if the last song performed is this song? California Love? No. What if Snoop Dogg, What's My Name, Part 2, is what they cap the night off with? There's it's not going to be. Of course not. An album cut of course for, not. For jerks like us. There are two people in the country who would be excited by that song, and they're hosting this podcast. <laughs> but what if, if, perchance to dream, David, what if, what if Snoop Dogg, What's My Name, Part 2, is the song that ends the Super Bowl halftime show? I will call you, and we'll be, it'll be like when the Beatles performed on Ed Sullivan. We'll just be screaming our lungs out. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a, I, I would take a mirthful chuckle, <laughs> and I think that'd be about it. I will be, I will be incentivizing the NFL anyway I can to be like, hey, listen, even if you just give us a 20 second clip of that song, we would be eternally grateful. I'll see what pull I have. Yeah, it. yeah, run that up the flagpole. Yeah, hey, local television news producer, uh, I got some pull, baby. I got some strings. Award-nominated local television yeah. news producer and co-host of a of a two-time award-nominated podcast. I got three award nominations as we speak in this trophy case. You think I can't convince Roger Goodell to let Snoopy Dio Dub perform a, a a long-forgotten single from an album that came out 21 years ago? Uh, on the surface, it sounds stupid and un- impossible. I don't think Is it's it really impossible. That old? Yeah, the last meal Is came out. Yeah, the last meal came out in 2000. <laughs> Did I just make you feel really old? Shit. <laughs> that wasn't even middle school yet. <laughs> oh, time waits for no man. Um, but, oh, boy. But yeah, on that depressing note, time has oh, come boy. to an end. Let's take these in order. David, um, we recorded that after the Urban Meyer video had come out, but while he was still the head coach of the Jaguars. Why don't you tell the people then uh, what happened to Urban Meyer? Urban Meyer got uh, fired before the end of the season, um, supposedly on the back of the uh, allegation from Josh Lambeau that Urban Meyer kicked him uh, during practice. And I think Lambeau said uh, something to the effect of, you can't kick me, and then Urban, I believe, is reported to have said, I'll I'll do whatever the fuck I want. Some variation of that, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm the ball coach. I'll do whatever I want. Yeah. Um, turns out you can't, um, and you can't kick a kicker. Um, it's, it's as metaphorical. I mean, you can kick a kicker. It's just really dumb. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Actually, I mean, yeah, you can, you could kick an old woman down a flight of stairs. You just, you shouldn't do it to, to paraphrase Chris Rock. So, uh, Urban who, um, did have two wins on the season. We should give him, we should give him his flowers. He got two wins, um, I mean, I don't have any wins as an NFL head coach. You don't have any wins as an NFL head coach. We should give Urban some props, but he got fired. Um, no, I'm going to give I'm going to give Urban no props. Um, he was a bad coach. It was a bad hire. He never should have been there in the first place. And he was everything. Every every moment of his tenure in Jacksonville was a dumpster fire, and his uh, unhinged family trying to somehow make themselves the victims in all of this was the secondarily most disgusting part of it. 
I agree with all of that. However, it at least it provides some good content. So it wasn't. All oh, that. absolutely. Yeah. But it's just like it just further cements this this point that Jacksonville is, is even more so than, than than the Commanders, which you know, absolutely hilarious that the football team in DC is going to be a team that wears red and is shortened to the copies. Yep. No, it's a it's a. You know what? I also feel like we'll be talking a lot about the commanders and their owner uh, in the upcoming year of underemployed. I just I get that sense with some of the news that's been coming up, but we shall see. He's been a frequent topic of uh, this podcast. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing: the cons, the, the cons are probably woefully inept, but they at least keep their hands to themselves. Yeah, they I seem mean, to run a t- they seem to run a tight shit behavior. They, they, they seem like decent enough people, and I mean, like I don't know. I feel like they're just. I agree, they're just not competent to run a professional football franchise. Their son's busy running a wrestling promotion, and uh, Shad is busy. They're doing a good job at that. Yeah. But and Shad, Shad Khan is busy, like I don't know, twirling his mustache or something. I mean, it's a magnificent mustache. I, I can't pretend like it's anything other than an absolute beauty of a mustache. And then they're also they've also got Fulham doing decently well in the championship in England. So like. They're not awful people. I just don't think they're cut out for the NFL. Yeah, I, I, I'm inclined to agree with that. And you know what? Again, I feel like we'll have more NFL scandals this year because uh, oh, sports God, sports please. is a continuing... Uh, well, speaking of the NFL, okay, so we did at the end of that, we talked about the Super Bowl halftime show. Now, unfortunately, they did not play Snoop Dogg, What's My Name, Part 2. Um, that hurt, but I get it. Um, I will say you didn't think they'd perform Still Diary. They did. Uh, I I gotta be honest with you, man. I didn't see. I, I saw the last quarter of the game. I had league that night. I got you. Okay, so you so you did not. Okay, so you did not see the halftime show. No. Okay. And I I haven't gone back and watched it. I haven't. I just haven't had the time. I would say I okay. So I am biased um, because three out of those five are like my all time some of the favorite music in my life. Eminem's my my guy, and I respect the hell out of Kendrick. Like I I I don't. Like Ken, I, I I don't I don't dislike Kendrick. I have nothing against him. I just don't like his music as much. We've talked about it on the show, um, yeah. but I respect the hell out of him. Mary J. Blige, similarly, I am not particularly familiar with her music, her oeuvre, but I have a lot of respect for her, and she's incredibly talented. So, um, it was a really fun show. It was really well put together. They made the right song choices. Like, you know. You you get a the they had a hype song. I, I don't want to spoil anything, although you probably already know what it was. Um, yeah, there's, nothing, there's nothing to spoil. It was a Super Bowl halftime show. Yes. Okay. So I mean, starting with the next episode is a great intro, and then California Loves a great way to get people involved. And Fifty Cent was a, surpri- a genuine surprise for me. Um, and for all the people making fun of his weight, yes, Fifty's put on some weight. He also did hang upside down, got up there like hung by the bar and then got down on his own accord. I mean, at, at 46, that's still pretty athletic. I would like to point out. It's also, he's 46. Like yeah. you, you don't exactly hold off the weight forever. Yeah, exactly. Uh, time, time and pounds wait for no man. Oh man. That makes me uh, scared for the next 16 or 17 years of my life. Uh, but we shall see. Um, and Mary did really well. And M did one song. It was lose yourself. And it was the perfect Super Bowl song. Like that was the song. Although he actually did a little forgot about Dre intro, uh, which was fun. And they ended with, uh, the right song. I was a little surprised they didn't do nothing but a G thing, but still DRE is the right song to end on. And it was great. It also felt like for the first time that it was a halftime show meant for like a millennial hip hop loving crowd. Like that was Gen. No, that's Gen X, man. That's a balance of both. I'd say it bleeds into both. That's a, a Gen X show. 
Well, you and I are millennials, and we that's still the music we grew up on. So I, I, I agree that it's... Because we're... I think millennials start around, what, 90? Millennials start 80... Millennials start like 80, 80, 86, 85. So I think there's a balance. Maybe 87, somewhere, somewhere in there. So like a 20, someone who's 20 when like the Slim Shady LP in 2001 came out. Um, but also like a 12-year-old. A, a so there's a balance. It's, a, it's Gen X and millennials, I would, I would say. And like, well, it's the first halftime hip-hop show, which I really appreciate. Fully hip-hop show. I am reminded of the fact that... Because um, big... Because, uh, I mean... Big Boy was in Atlanta, but it wasn't just Big Boy. Yeah, it was Maroon 5 and Travis Scott, who's also... So yeah. they, they've had rapper... Missy Elliott did it with Katy Perry. And and um, but and I, I'm, re- I'm reminded of the fact that... Uh, I think maybe we talked about it in the show, maybe not, but... Because we were both disappointed that Outkast had never done a show, especially in Atlanta. And I'm reminded of the fact that Outkast was actually offered the halftime show years ago. And they turned it down because Andre didn't want to cut any songs short. I mean, it sounds like Andre being a little, you know, Andre being Andre, but uh, Big Boy definitely wanted to do it. So, you know, it's funny. It's the funniest thing. I also about, fully, I also fully believe that Andre just doesn't care about the NFL. Yeah, like, just like yeah, I, I just don't. Care. He also, he also hates performing live. So I think that probably even for something that would have very much incentivized him to do it financially, I could, I could see why he'd be like, nah, I, I just don't want to do this. Because he really doesn't like doing live shows. Um, the funniest thing about that, they offered. It's it's seeming that they offered them that 2004 halftime show that was off Speaker Box Love Below. They were the hottest. You know, they they just won the Grammy for album of the year. Like they were the hottest thing. David, do you remember that year? What they then went instead with for the halftime show? What year was this? To that February of 04. 04? Yeah. Is that the year they went with the Rolling Stones? No, no. The Rolling Stones were a result of what of the halftime show that happened in two thousand four. Oh, Janet and and uh, yeah, Janet Jackson and her booby. So think about the way that the culture would have changed if Andre just agreed to cut Hey Ada one verse. <laughs> That's a weird timeline to think about. That is a very oh boy. My. Yeah, see, that's that is a crazy one to think about. Uh, I sometimes really wonder a butterfly like, effect that happens there. Oh man! Uh, on the other hand, we got a boob, which you know, salute, <laughs> especially in two thousand four. I mean, that was not as common or easy to find. Anyway, I'm not I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole. Anyway, um, let's let's get back on track. Episode fifty four frisbee clout. Uh, David had long wanted his friend uh, Joe Peanut Dweck on the show, and I I trusted his judgment. I was super glad we had him on. Um, I would like to point out we're recording this on Wednesday, February 16th, and David had uh, called me on Skype. Uh, this is about an hour and 15 minutes ago. Turn on my TV so I could have basketball on in the background while we're watching this, and the Knicks were playing the Nets, and the Knicks had a 13-point lead, and as soon as I turned it on, they completely blew that lead, and Brooklyn uh, came back and won the game. Kyrie couldn't have played in that game because it's in New York, vaccine mandate. I think Durant's still out. Ben Simmons isn't playing, who they just traded for James Harden. And uh, they came back against the Knicks in the Garden. So Joe Peanut Dweck, once again, long-suffering Knicks fan. When he was on, the season had just started and he was full of optimism. Some would say blind optimism and hope. Um, I think that's just called being a Knicks fan. To that point, David, uh, would you mind if if you could real quick tell me what the uh, Knicks record is? Uh, You know... Uh, I I can. It's gonna take yeah. me a moment. That's to, okay. To For the pull that up. Magic of editing. It'll it'll feel like no time. 
Your New York Knicks are 25 and 33 for uh, 12th in the Eastern Conference. Uh, there are only 15 teams in the East, so that's not good. Um, now, some would say, Jack, you're a Lakers fan, and they're, as I'm saying this, 26 and 31, although they're playing right now. Maybe they can get to 27 31. They did. Do you have any room to shit talk another team? And I would say, yes, I do. And besides that, it's uh, it's it's okay because Joe was still a really great guest. He was a fun guest. Um, he told a great story about a certain Indiana University alum that's not in the clip that we're about to play. Uh, but you can go back because I I kind of just don't want to get in that legal potential legal murkiness. But it's on the episode. Go back and listen to it. It's a fun story. I'll say it again. It's an alleged story. Also, this was one of the first instances of. Uh, of us using a non-Barry Bonds-related swear bleep because David had told a joke on the show that he almost immediately regretted. And David doesn't send me notes that often on the show, but he said as soon as we were done, hey, uh, could you maybe bleep that joke out? It was probably a little too far. And I said, yeah, no problem. Uh, so we know what he said, but you people can be left to your imagination. But anyway, here is uh, here are some clips from, from Peanut. I guess what was weird about the encounter was David took me to Rock Creek Park and we sat on a bench and then he told me about the story about how someone had died there. Oh yeah, had been murdered. murdered and their body but, was yeah. found in the woods. I'm sorry. And there was like I, no one else around. I'm sorry. Yep. I'm sorry. Hold on. Yep. I'm sorry. Yep. David, what? <laughs> That's the story you told him? Like, I guess, I guess in my mind I'm thinking that that would be like a weird first date impression to tell somebody and obviously this is something, this is just a Trying to build but it was not the first time we had hung out. That's fair. No, 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 no. But it came up in conversation. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Uh, but I think it was the first time we went out for a sandwich. I think so. That sounds that sounds about par. And that was and that was amusing. That was after yeah, that was after we went to Mangiolardo's too. So that was the sandwich it was like that was the sandwich shop that was a favorite of all the FBI guys, and they were the ones who ended up finding that woman's body. So just wait, like Wait, was this the Chandra wow. wait, 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 did you tell them about the Chandra Levy story? Yes. Wow. Yes. That's a pull. That's a pull. <laughs> oh my God. Wow. So your first impression, not one of, one of your first impressions of Peanut is, hey, this woman disappeared here about 19 years ago. Let me tell you the backstory about it. Um, well, I made a joke in bad taste and I think David was like, oh no, that happened. Oh. <laughs> David, David saw your opportunity and said, oh no, you think that, but that actually happened here. Jesus, how can shit be so easy? That's that sounds about right. That uh, you had made some joke about someone hiding a body in Rock Creek, and it's like, oh, but yeah, yeah. There was someone who was actually gone for a year, and then you know, uh, that's a whole situation. They, I don't. I think they're still yeah. trying to find the actual. It wasn't Gary Condit, but I think they're still trying to find because the person they thought might have killed her, they maybe said a few years ago, actually probably didn't do it. No, I, I thought no, I did. Her murder remains unsolved. Uh, so yes. Um, they thought they and had they somebody. Yes, that's right. Uh, so uh, maybe we can use this pod. Uh, what was it? Serial a bunch of years ago. Maybe we can turn this podcast to maybe gain some listenership into a new. Let's find the real killer of Chandra Levy podcast, David. Jack, do you, you know where the content for Serial took place, right? Uh, I don't remember because I didn't listen to Serial. I got to be honest. 
Montgomery County, Maryland. Man, a lot of shady shit happening with DMV. Okay, well, all right. Well, then, that further proves my point that the world is clamoring for another DMV murder-related podcast. Um, and I got to. There was like, already look, monster look. about the sniper. Oh my god! Look, we already did the sniper, but let's bring it back. Okay, it could be there, three of us. And you know what? Time. There's five different law and orders that take place nope, in New York. Nope, we can make a podcast nope. about it. Yeah, that's fine. Would you like to tell them the player you put a? Season that on? Oh, I have, um, okay. On plus 19,000 odds, Mitchell Robinson to win most improved player. Let's look up Mitchell Robinson's 2021 stats and see what, what I mean, if, if, they was, if they were bad, the bar is, uh, you know, the bar is low. Um, has played one game and I know the stats, so let's go. He played, I, I, he did play well <laughs> last night. I watched that game. He did play well. Uh, 11 and 17, five for five from the floor last night. That's pretty good. In his career, um, averaging 8.4 points and seven rebounds. So, actually, the fact that you got those at those odds doesn't sound like that bad of a bet. He averaged eight and eight last year. Yes. And you only and put then, down what, like a dollar? I put down ten dollars. So I made. okay. And then I bet $10 on him to lead rebounds per game, which with 17 on the first night, good sign. He's only got 81 more games to go. If he can keep up that pace, he'll certainly lead the league in rebounding, I'd have to imagine. Um, I mean, it's all he does. Yeah. Now that leads into episode 55, Milk Sonic, uh, where we continue the saga of Peanut and Mitchell Robinson, uh, where... uh, once again, we we recorded that a little short while after 54, and we just kind of wanted to get a sense of uh, how Mitchell was doing. Uh, if you people, if you people don't remember, he made the bold proclamation that uh, Mitchell Robinson of the New York Knicks would win Most Improved Player, and I would just briefly like to point out two important facts. Um, I have his stats pulled up. One is that Mitchell Robinson is currently hurt; he's not playing. Uh, two. So that doesn't count against him. It doesn't. Not yet. It's only. It's late November when we're recording. Doesn't count against him yet. It doesn't yet. Um, but right now he's averaging six point eight points and seven point eight rebounds per games. Not bad. But they're less than what he averaged last year. Therefore, making it very difficult for him currently to win Most Improved Player. Uh, I would just throw that out, Uh, Joe. He's gonna need. He's gonna need to start putting up at least a double double. Uh, Joe, if you uh, if you would care to respond to these claims, because again, Joe put up legitimate money for this. This is not just Joe making a hot take on our hot take show. He put up. He put up human fiat currency. Yes, and uh, David, what is human fiat currency for those uh, who who don't know? Uh, He didn't. Cash money. He didn't put down Bitcoin. Yeah, no. He just real, real hard earned, like real legit money. Now, we're recording this on Wednesday night. It's it's late into the night. We fully expect to hear from Joe Peanut Dweck tomorrow, and we will include it for you people as a as a little bonus clip for him to defend himself. Um, David, without spoiling too much, uh, how's in, in a very short way? How would you uh, um, summarize Peanut's bet so far as we are entering the dog days of the NBA season? Uh, probably, probably not great. I've not looked at Mitchell Robinson's stats specifically recently, but uh, let's uh, let's throw to Peanut. All right, everybody, we are uh, we are back the day after recording, as promised. We are now joined on the Subway uh, Eat Fresh Hot Take Hotline, joined by the one and only Joe Peanut Dweck, who is uh, thank who we are thankful enough to have joined us uh, in the final stages of this editing process. Joe, first question. 
as a as dog. A, how, dog. How how are you doing? Fantastic. That's good. All right, now let's get down to brass tacks. Uh, as the listeners have just heard, as I'm sure you recall, you went on these airwaves, you went on this podcast, and you said that not only would Mitchell Robinson win Most Improved Player of the Year award, and not only did you put real-life money on Mitchell Robinson to win Most Improved Player of the Award, you also said that Mitchell Robinson would lead the National Basketball Association in rebounding for this year. It's, we've talked about it. We have discussed it. We have brought it back up. So now, Joe, we brought it back up with you on our anniversary show to ask you just Nick fan to two to two handsome podcast hosts. How is Mitchell Robinson doing? Um, he is having a career high in rebounds per game. Okay, that's good. Now, what number would that be? Because his career averages were eight and eight. So he is averaging eight and eight, but his career is currently averaging eight point seven rebounds a game, which is up from, which is up from eight one, eight one. Okay, now some could argue eight point seven. Almost up a whole point. Yeah, some some would argue that eight point seven is closer to nine than it is to eight. Some mathematicians would argue that. So I yeah, I, but NBA, the NBA doesn't give you the full stat unless you hit the the. The whole number. Right. Now, let's be honest, Joe. Um, in your mind, do you think that these numbers are enough to win uh, Mitchell Robinson the Most Improved Player of the Year award? Most Improved Player? No. But to win the play-in, 100%. Okay. Now, let's also address this. Uh, because we discussed that as I turned the television on last night when David was Skyping me to record this episode, the Knicks were up 13 points. And uh, they were playing... Uh the Nets, who are in the midst of an 11-game losing skid. And also, uh, we should point out, did not have any of their three superstars. Um, Two superstars. Oh, did Simmons play last night? Oh, we're counting him. <laughs> for the sake of I, this he's argument... He's an all-star defender. I, I, for the sake of this argument, I am. However, I respect your uh, trash talk. So let's say... He was, t- he, he was, he was DPOY, was he not? Let's, let's rephrase <laughs> this. Let's rephrase that. Their top three players were not playing in that game, regardless of their star statue. Is that a Kyrie fair... Kyrie was allowed to play away because he was at home in New York. I don't understand it, I guess. But... I, I, oh, true. Technically. Okay, so Kyrie did play. Yeah. Okay. So I stand corrected. Yeah, Adam Silver had some words about that as well. Which I agree. It does not make sense, but, you know, here we are. Um, so... Now, as we pointed out, the Knicks were up 13 at home to a depleted Brooklyn Nets team in the Garden, which uh, every Knicks fan would point out that the Nets are not a relevant team in the five boroughs. Um, no, I'm from Brooklyn, and I stayed a Knicks fan. Yeah, I, I, so. I respect that. You know, loyalty loyalty to a T. Um, but what happened in the game last night, Peanut? The... Uh... We got tweeted by we got subtweeted by Kevin Durant is what happened. Wow, that's a that's a that's a hot take. Okay, um, now what <laughs> who that, amongst that, us hasn't though? I know I probably got subtweeted back when I added Twitter. I no, yeah, but, yeah. You, you, did you see the tweet? Did you see what he said? Uh, no, David pull oh, up. He's, he's, Kevin Durant said it was loud in the Barclays. Oh, I mean MSG last night. Oh, implying that Brooklyn fans were taking over, perhaps. Yes. Wow. So. Kevin Durant could have helped himself and saved him a lot of saved himself a lot of trouble if he wanted to be the real New York saver and just 
gone to the Knicks instead of Brooklyn. Now, some would argue that even though the Nets are struggling this year, uh, they would point out that the Nets have a better record than the Knicks uh, in spite of all the turmoil the Nets have faced this year. What would be your the response? The regular season doesn't matter anymore because okay. it's all about the play-in. Now, let's to that point, there are 10 teams eligible for at least a play-in game. Right now, the Knicks are 12th, David, as we discussed last night. Um, what do you do you feel like uh, that's a problem for your strategy of them winning the play-in game if they're not eligible for the play-in game right now? You know, I believe the the uh, the Grizzlies, you know, fight it out for the used to fight it out for the eighth seed every year and surprise some people. Mm-hmm. Um, I have faith. You know, it's R.J. Barrett's team now. I wish we traded Julius Randle at the <laughs> deadline. We can't get everything we want. Uh, Who do you but, think you're gonna get for Randle? Oh, thank you, David. That was the question I wanted to ask. <laughs> what's, his, what's, his con- what's his contract look like? Uh, didn't he just get a new know. one? Is there, is there he a did, cap friendly for the NBA? He is. He certainly. You know, I think the the NBA cap, depending on which market you're in anymore, doesn't really matter because some of them just look at the luxury cap and laugh, or look look at the luxury tax and laugh. I should say. Yeah, the Clippers. Jeez. But uh, so anyway, we we just also um, I don't know if you still have basketball reference pointed out. We'll get you out of, out of here on this. You did again. You said Mitchell Robinson would lead the National Basketball Association in rebounding. Now with eight point seven points per game, do we have a list? That is not close. Okay, it's it's it's, it's Rudy. It's Rudy Gobert currently. Okay, and what is Rudy Gobert averaging per game? Fourteen point eight. Okay, that's not very close to eight point seven peanuts. My boy Mitch is at twenty third. Okay. Now there are about thirty games left in the season. Do you do you believe with he's going to have to average what like nineteen or twenty for the rest of the season? He's going to have to go uh, off. You know, I believe in Mitch. I think if he believes he's in have himself, to put in a- boy, this this is blind optimism <laughs> I have never seen in my life. I, I this is amazing. Uh, you don't have too many friends who are Knicks fans, do you? No, I don't actually. You're the only one. <laughs> <laughs> well. Peanut, this I hate, is the first for me too. Peanut, I hate to say we kind of brought you on just to uh, call you on your to not, dunk on me. In a way, yes, we are Vince Carter over New York Knicks draft pick Frederick Vice in the Olympics right now. Underemployed has just jumped over your seven-two frame and stuffed the ball. I feel like both the current and I feel like underemployed can jump over my five-six frame and dunk the ball. So that might be a real-life thing. Let's actually get that happening. Right. Uh, should, I can't dunk, but that. I can get over you. Uh, right. <laughs> Peanut, uh, real quick, do you have any words for the people before we let you go? I think the Knicks, you know, we, we got a little ahead of ourselves. Not ahead of ourselves. You know, we were optimistic going into the season. Into the season, Julius Randle, obviously, there's a lot of jam at power forward, which we will fix, hopefully. Um, and then we will right the ship, and we will be back on top of New York, and we're going to get a good draft pick. Okay. And everything's going to be okay. Sounds great. Um, a good draft pick has done you so much. I, I yep. also would like to point out, I think the last words of your episode were that uh, we're going to the we're finals. The finals. <laughs> yeah, I think those are literally the last words before Nas outro do you on your episode. So I just wanted to point that out, that I think uh, maybe not quite. But uh, anyway, I, we, we wanted to have you back on uh, because it wouldn't be an anniversary show this year without Joe Peanut Dweck. So Joe, we want to thank I you. Say- oh, go ahead. Joe, do you have anything to plug? Yeah. Like, why is nobody making fun of the Nets for trading away all their draft picks for a three-team superstar, we, like, super team again? Because like, we don't – Three players. Because we didn't have any Nets fans on Underemployed this year. Uh, that's true. <laughs> that's, I don't know a Nets fan. I don't think they exist. 
I'm sure they do in some capacity, but not in the realm of us making fun of them on underemployed. Nets and Rams fans are basically the same thing, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. I know they exist in a technical sense. I just don't see them very much. Like, I saw that Nelly was at the Super Bowl, and like, yeah, I guess that makes sense. He is from St. Louis, so he probably is still a Rams fan, but like, oof. Look, we get to play in the Mecca. All right, Joe, we're going to just cut you off before you hurt yourself even more. This is, uh, I don't want to go too far with the analogy, but we're doing this for your own good. So uh, we, 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 we want to thank you. We will hopefully get to see you soon in the future. And uh, despite the fact that it doesn't look good, we wish you the best of luck with you and your next fandom. You know, if you want good recommendations for a um, blues jazz band or a jazz band, I've got wonderful albums um, from Dolan. Yeah. So let me hook you up. Again, next only time. Only if it's on vinyl. Yeah, and only if we can use them as intro and outro music. All right, that was Peanut. Uh, again, we're 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 gonna insert it later. So my assumption is that Peanut will just concede that he was uh, wrong. But you know what? It's okay to be wrong sometimes. And uh, or act, you know what? It's gonna be funny. Maybe Peanut, being a delusional Knicks fan, thinks that he can still turn around and uh, put up some big some big boy numbers to uh, win that most improved player of the year. We shall see. Uh, our last episode. The fourth annual Undie Awards, special place in our heart. We love the Undies. Great to be back in person in front of a live and raucous crowd. Uh, we were even credited in the news with uh, destroying what remained of RFK Stadium, which I'm, I'm proud of just because I feel like we'll be associated with their Wikipedia page forever. Um, Hell yeah. Uh, and, and it felt good to be in front of 55,000 of our fans who David, that episode, named The Dependents, which I liked and i said you know that's a new name for our fans we call them you people and we call them the dependents especially now that we're coming up on tax season it's a it's a beautiful name uh only thing i wanted to point out uh when we were doing songs of the year and i looked up uh because we mentioned a bunch of nominees and about half of the ones we mentioned were uh from 2020 i also shows that we you know we struggled it's (laughs) it's it is what it is people all right um let us hear what we some of the clips from the Undie Awards. You think I'm scared of the Omarion variant? The only thing I'm scared of with the Omarion variant is that we get an unwelcome B2K reunion and, that, and an icebox where his heart used to be. And we, that, that's a oh, that's a good pull. We are open people, as uh, again evidenced by the fact that we are in a stadium that was we were told uh, do not come here because the raccoons are rabid, and we said we embrace the raccoons. Yeah, we, we were like that DW meme. This sign doesn't yeah, matter because yeah. I can't read. <laughs> Uh, classic Arthur. Anyway, um, which went off the air. That was sad. And we'll cut this, but obviously it was because they made the teacher gay. <laughs> we can't explain it. <laughs> it's science. We can't, have that, we can't have that liberal bullshit. <laughs> we can't have that liberal bullshit on PBS, the bastion of Christian broadcasting. We're back doing what we love, which is entertaining the people and taking their money. And there are no refunds despite any potential injuries. Do you have any thoughts and observations that we watch this? Uh, no, let's get out of here and go count the money. I agree. All right, everybody, uh, be safe. I think one of the parking lots is still available. Uh, we got our helicopter. Metro's on. like two blocks away. You'll yeah, be you'll, you'll, be, you'll be fine. It's not FedEx. You'll be okay. Uh, all right, everyone, uh, be safe. And uh, yeah, we'll see you later. We out! David, do you have any, uh, do you, do you, in retrospect, do you feel like you have any regrets about how we handled uh, the RFK situation, feeling like, you know, have we 
how we left the stadium. No, it was public knowledge, the state of that facility. Yeah, that's true. I mean, anyone who voluntarily came to that kind of knew the risk they were signing up for, and that's why we made them sign uh, sign those waivers, because I agree. It was the same thing. Um, I'd also like to point out, uh, before we start wrapping up, that uh, we gave our our second annual Lifetime Achievement Award to Sister Jean, and we recorded that in late November. I want to say November 28th. As we're recording this, it's 11.08 on February 16th. And David, how is Sister, Sister Jean alive or dead? Uh, I mean, I, I haven't seen anything about her being dead, so I'm assuming she's alive. That you are correct. She is still alive because we are we are not going to be a cursed award show anymore. We lost Humpty Hump, yes, but we will not lose Sister Jean this year. Uh, I feel it. Um, so, yes, we. Are, I wanted to give a shout out to Sister Jean who... Two months still, later, still alive. Still standing, still strong. Uh, even two and a half months later, we salute you, Sister Jean. David, that wraps up our uh, our fourth full year of underemployed recap. Do you have any any thoughts about the year we had, about the, the people we knew, the people we met? It was a year of learning. It was a year of growth. And um, it's uh, it's going to be an interesting one going forward. I agree. We, we've got a lot of fun stuff planned, so looking forward to that. Um and you know what? I am uh, I'm excited for for the year ahead, and I'm also excited to get to do it with my best friend, who will soon be celebrating his proper thirtieth birthday, which is the most important thing to me. Hey, yo, and you'll be celebrating your thirtieth birthday soon. And we don't need to talk about that. All right, everybody, be safe, and remember, I am uh, eternally young, and I will never be old. Jack's turning thirty. I believe that. Yep, believe in that too. certain that her dms are not open enough about pj ruining my wedding with julia fox that you're officiating on top of the mountain <laughs> you had baby cancer we have sufficiently whopped whopped schoolboy q and on no one knew who i was boy. Woo! I did i stutter <laughs> some of you were effing stupid he is the cat daddy the two of you have the collective intelligence of a smooth brained heavily concussed donkey that sounds dirty Oof, yeah. and you better get off or get run over irre disregardless thank you you're welcome they're gonna have cowboy weapons I feel no qualms with it. I do like the, the garb of the gaucho. You can pray your way through any storm. We can safely assume that it's a big, thick boy. That's not how you live your heathenistic lifestyle. Big old pig. And Death roll, baby. Yeah. It's just a silly-ass flower. Unprecedented balls. Too many birds. There's nothing high top about my hairline. I got blood on my dick because I fucked a corpse. Doesn't make any fucking sense, but boy, does it make me laugh. Watch me eat these words. I don't care about DJ Twinkletits. Straight cash, homie. I want a Viking funeral. Weddings, strip clubs, concerts, the cornerstones of life. Suck it, haters. Yeah. AKA Humpty Heart and the real Slim Selby. I am just chaos. I definitely am a lazy piece of shit. No shade to Spirit Airlines. Hey, nerd. She's very nice, but I guess she lied directly to my face. Get a shot to shoot your shot. I'm an old ass bitch. Holy shit, I wish I had a dick to put in this cottage cheese. I'm a thin slice 
Swiss bitch. Yeah, get fucked, Miriam. That just sounds delightful. I don't know what the no, fuck that means. Bjork is one horny, horny, <laughs> horny woman. It's time to whip out the kill. No, 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 no. A modicum of tension. I'm willing to accept my gruesome, gruesome death. They're both sauce. Yeah. This one's a different flavor. A word? I don't know what any of that means. What had happened was, all right, Mr. Well, actually, if you know, you know. I'm not I just want money. Flattery gets you everywhere. I'm not some sort of ear Voldemort. I just don't care. I rarely, if ever, have anything profound to say. I am loath to give you credit, but I will give you credit where it's due. Oakley Doakley. Just L after L after L. The Gap Band called Mindy. because they dropped a bomb on him. Likes throwing up in fireplaces. I can't dance to Leonard Skinner. What's the point? Embezzlement is dumb. This guy is shifty. I have some frisbee clap. Could have used some peanut. We'll retroactively bleep it. Go condoms. The youths. Uh, uh. AKA Milk Sonic in a park or a beer garden or the club or wherever you like to frequent. By the grace of God or by the joke of the devil. I don't know which one. <laughs> this isn't work. This is love. We are keeping holy the Sabbath day. I want people spitting in each other's mouths. Everything's coming up underemployed. He's walked through the lion's den wearing a meat suit. This is a death trap. Top of the moaning, top of the moaning, mm. top of the moaning, top okay. of the moaning. Well, achy breaky this dick. <laughs> <laughs> sauce. Oh, Absolute hot, sauce. The hottest of sauce. Lighter, lighter. You know, you gotta know when to hold them, David. And when to fold them. Exactly. We are a walking cease and desist order.